Um, um, anyway, we've wasted seven minutes and we need yeah, to we get, have, we need we to get so at least an additional 20 because I'm really worried about this episode. Oh, it'll be fun. And I'm not allowed to complain you about it. You can't complain. So. No complaining. No complaining. No complaining. No complaining. I mean, I know what you're saying. We were talking about um, we have to turn the fan off for the podcast, but uh, picks up microphones, pick up everything. Yeah, but uh, huh. I agree that it's always fan season, but maybe like a tabletop fan, fan in the window is what. Oh I have a yeah. With. Oh no, 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 no. Tabletop fan is what I'm talking about. I need the the fan next to my face while I'm sleeping, so that way I need I have reason to cuddle under. Blankies. Something really weird is going on with your microphone. Um, what do you mean? Like, is the is the arm sort of bouncing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My now, now my robot better. arm was, was not fully yeah. stable because I was it was too tight. It was wrapped a little. It was wound too tight. Hey, yeah. on brand. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a constant like. Yeah, because it was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. There was some yeah. resonant frequency going on. But anyway, fan season. Yeah. Yeah, it's always fan season. It is always fan season. I agree with that. My favorite thing in the winter is electric blanket plus fan oh that's a lot yeah i like to be fully um you know fully embraced like i'm in a womb but then my face is cold i like to be generally chilled and i have a blast furnace of a radiator next to the foot of my bed which i fully turned off but still we live in a uh apartment owned by an elderly jamaican lady so the entire building is just very hot yeah do you remember last winter she apologized because she just had it blasting i mean it was 85 degrees in here the entire season i wore shorts one day yeah you can have i kind of love this i've lived in this is the second apartment i've lived in that's been like this Mm. where the radiator just blasts all winter long yeah i hate that and it's 90 degrees and you can leave all the windows open and it's still a comfortable cool comfortable 72 degrees oh i mean i think it's like a a balmy 85 (laughs) even with all the windows open yeah well yeah no i have to have like a little crack so the real cold air comes in, and the fan just caresses me. Yeah, that feels good. Time. I like the contrast. Yeah, of the hot and the cold. You know, Benjamin Franklin he believed in uh, bad air. This what? was like an 18th century science thing. Uh, they thought people got sick because of bad air. This so is the people... callback to the ether. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's more like the Middle Ages. I think we're beyond the ether at this point, but eh, maybe. Um, you know, into well, there is the, something to be said. We're like, oh, it's stuffy in here. Got to open up the windows, get some fresh air. Yeah, but nobody at this point believes that that like causes disease. They thought that stuffy air like caused disease. I think it causes malaise and makes you sad and sluggish. Eh, that's true, but a lot of things do that. What? A lot of things cause malaise. Yeah, the state of the world. Mm-hmm. Life. Just letting that car pass. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, know. I was like, <laughs> okay, wow. Um, I always notice in our recordings because we'll sometimes get into problematic territory that I have to cut out. But like, if there's a car or a siren going by, I can't you just do sh- it. You just sh- oh, wow. you have to leave it in. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, no, I'm yeah. Bad air is real. Like I, I like a good, you know, cr- even like on the coldest day, I'm like, let's just crack it a little. Yeah, I like agree. I like a little bit of like, mm, feels fresh in here. Like even if it's like, it's fucking cold outside. What the hell are you doing? It's like but does it feel kind of nice to have that cool breeze coming in? It's like, actually, yeah. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah, it is nice. This has been Air Talk, uh, filling air. Mm-hmm. Literally. Uh, <laughs> whoopsies. Um, oh, no, I'm so happy. Uh, uh, welcome to Green and Lewis, everybody. Brought to you by White Claw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm happy to be back on my beloved podcast this week. Oh, wow. For the first time, maybe. Mm. I usually complain about having to do this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but I've been looking forward to it all week. It's been a tough oh, week, wow. so, um, you know, oh. the podcast is a nice respite from an otherwise cruel world. It's the good air in my uh, otherwise plagued life. So this is fresh air with not Terry Gross? Yeah. Terry Gross air. This is Terry fresh Gross air. out? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
We're, that was a stretch. Anyway, yeah, so so you're just feeling like you you just want to you want to clear the air on the pod. You just want to like get some some things. Well, we flowing. were hanging out before this, and there's a lot we we, we can't really talk about because it's all work it was, related. It was pre talk talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I feel like we did the podcast already. No, 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 because that was all unairable because of you know non disclosures and confidential right. information, personal information, me bitching about people. You know, like. A lot of bitching. Yeah, it was me that, too. We got our bitch sesh. That's true. Hey, that's a pod wink. Um, out. So we could give you this lovely content about cold air in the wintertime. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This content that you're, you're all dying for. Ooh, I'm just thirsty. I'm just so thirsty for. Um, no, there there is something that I did want to bring up on ye old pod. Oh, please do. This is a first. Breaking bah, news. Bah, bah. Yeah, again, someone <laughs> won't fucking insert like sound effects that i want yeah will likes to sign me up for editing <sighs> jobs that i don't necessarily i need do. a fucking french horn or it's a trombone or trumpet it's a trumpet i think it's a trumpet but it's like the middle ages trumpet that's like six feet long it's the the opera length glove of trumpet well we can talk about o- opera length and cocktail length later okay because i think that is a fun distinction to we're talking about a uh, smoking stick there's lengths. also evening length there's yeah a, i want there's a I, midterm one in there and I want the faggiest one of all, um, which is opera, obviously. Opera-length pearls, opera-length smoking stick. Oh, shit. I just hit the bouncy thing. <laughs> opera-length robot arm because you can't hold your mic. This is evening-length. Thank you oh, right now. Geez. Um, wow. I, I don't want to see the opera-length one if that one's evening-length. Mm, it would have a higher like peak and then go down. You on your grinder profile should put uh, dick size opera-length. That's very funny. You might but you might attract some. Here's the thing: summer's over, so there's no grinder anymore. Oh, really? That's your rule: is you cancel it after Labor there's Day. There's no grinder after Labor Day. It just doesn't exist. Well, it did exist on Thursday, but uh, and then... you remember when Vine um, stopped happening? The icon for the app turned black. I never had Vine. Oh, okay. Well, that's what happened when they canceled Vine. The app still existed, but the icon changed from green to Uh, black. I would love if there was seasonal change for Grinder, Tinder, and the like. No, it's always black and yellow, which is gross. I don't know. That's badass, dude. That's like uh, the best high school football team in the region would be black and yellow. You're like, ooh, yeah. I guess it does burn when I pee. Um. (laughs) Anyway, um. Yeah. No. Labor Day's over. You can't wear white. I still will. Um. Do you break that rule? I'm actually surprised. You're usually pretty religious. About I wear wheat-colored jeans, so it's off-white. Like it's yeah. What's the colored. protocol on that? That's allowed. It's strictly only white. I thought it was more like light colors. You, uh, you, you should dress temporally. Temporal means time. Okay, so, temperature-wise. Then. Yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, but my like off-white jeans, like I was sitting on something, and now they're like blue-stained, and I'm like. Ooh above the ass so it doesn't look like it looks like my back was on something that was blue and i'm like i didn't sit on anything blue that day you blew yourself in your jeans i blew my back out Ooh. see um haha yeah we're building Mm -hmm. we're getting the hold of this whole like uh improvisation yeah, you shouldn't say that while we're doing good at it because now you just ruined it. Yeah, that's that's part I, of the I point. Was, yeah. I was told I was told by one of our listeners re- rather forcefully to stop um, meta complaining about how bad I think the podcast is on the. You podcast. should because it is very annoying. It, well, it, I like we're it. skilled at it, so get fucking with it. Uh, no, bitch. You know what? You know what? To to the listener and the listeners that don't like it, fuck you. Well, someone I can do whatever I want. There was a. Uh, iTunes review of someone that I don't know that said lovely listening, and I went, "Thank you." Oh, I yeah. just went, "I don't know." That seems strange, but I'll take it. I saw that as well, but I chose to believe that it was directed at me specifically. Okay, that fuck you. Which I think it was. I don't think it was. For the record, it was. Definitely it wasn't. Was. No, you don't know. The I person. got yeah, I did. I got a DM on Instagram that said it was just about me. So no, I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'd like to see video proof of this. Video proof of an Instagram DM. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want video proof. That's the only thing that'll hold uh-huh. up in a court of law. Um, right? No. That's <laughs> no, wrong. That's, that's definitely wrong. not true. Definitely not true. Woo. Okay. So back to the topic at hand that I want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. What did you want to bring up? I'm so really excited. So did you see the hyperallergic series on how bad it is to be an art handler? Yes. I did see this. I read quite a few of them. Someone fell down a fucking el- in an elevator. Yeah. Yeah. Someone had a wall fall on. Damn. Them. For whatever reason. Um, probably because they chose the worst things. I was like, Ooh. 
Yeah, I mean, the, bad things like that happen all the Someone's time. Someone's finger got crushed on a forklift, but then they were like, "Oh, we're not saying sorry. We're just here's the Amex." I was like, oh. "Ooh, yeah." That was at the new museum for the listener. Um, uh, yeah, damn. The new undergoing museum, expansion soon. We know they care so much about their employees that they definitely don't bust unions. Yeah, one of us more than the other. Um, <laughs> well, I used to work at the new museum. I'm allowed to talk about. Oh that. yeah, you, I don't work there. You anymore. didn't sign an NDA, so fuck it. Yeah, I mean, but I worked as a security guard. Um, yeah, my boss at the new museum was one of the best bosses I ever had. But mm. the, the culture of the place in general was yeah, complete shit. Mm. Um, I was paid ten dollars an hour. This Living was, in New York City. This was 2012. Yeah, this was prior to uh, the $15 an hour minimum wage. And now no one wants to work for that. And I'm like, do you understand that some of us work for $6 an hour right, in right. the day? Children. Yeah, but hey, man, you got to show solidarity. I don't care what I used to work for. Everybody deserves at least $15 an hour in I a mean, major everyone city. Everyone deserves God. actually like at least 20 but Yeah. But to return to the point. Yeah, um, so I, I read all that. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like... I, I mean, like, we almost had a f- wall fall on us. Yeah, Because that's we were right. building it, and it was terrible. Because we don't know how to do that. We're not fucking architects. Well, yeah, Will and I at one point were, um, <laughs> were at one point tasked with building a movable wall uh, with a very narrow a 14 width. foot. 12? It was probably more like 12. It was 12 foot high. It was 12 high, foot high. But with a base of only 18 inches or something like that. No, it was one foot no, it was wider than that. It was not a two footer that's normal museum standards. Right. It's like it was like, no, we can roll it. I'm like, no one should roll this. It was very scary. It was so top heavy that we attempted to put sandbags in the bottom just to weigh it down, but um that I, didn't really work. I think eventually architecturally we figured it out, but you know what we aren't? Architects. You know what we aren't? Carpenters. Right. We have MFAs, motherfuckers. Yeah, and it's like you know, I can scrap it something might work, like that yeah. together but i mean my god just just pay the six hundred dollars for a fucking contractor i mean like i also know what a good museum wall looks like and i like i think i told you i was like we need some plywood to put on the base because we can just stack plywood and you're like nah we can't go over budget and i went right the fuck like because i knew that that at the cma they did that for their first like inaugural show in the new building they were like no we just stack a shitload of plywood and then hang some drywall off of a frame i was like that's smart yeah you know i don't know a lot about engineering but like i don't think that just putting a lot of weight at the bottom helps a really tall skinny thing from falling over well plywood is more dense than sand no it's not but but it doesn't it doesn't matter either way like just putting a lot of weight at the bottom is not also that wall didn't roll Right, that was the ultimate problem, is that it was supposed to move, and it couldn't This move. thing had a swing direction of 15 degrees on either side, and I was like, right. and no, and torque like a bitch. Yeah. We also built that wrong. Well, yeah, dude, because like you We're said- We're not supposed like, to know how to build it. Th- this is the whole point of the Art Handler article thing, is that you're often conscripted to do things that you have no knowledge of. No! And are way out of your league, because you're a cheater. Do you think art people ever passed physics- I never took that. I don't know how torque works. Right. I learned what torque was uh, building studio walls in uh, Gowanus. And then someone explained to me, I was like, no, 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 you can't, you fully can't do that because, like, it's just going to torque out. I was like, oh, good call. I've built walls and they kind of did this. And it's like, no, 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 you're going to fuck up. I'm like, oh, well, with all these, with all these sort of tasks, like, you can have the, type of expertise that just comes from i hope that sneeze isn't recorded oh it definitely picks up yes oh yeah um you can have the type of expertise that comes from just you know being exposed to people building walls but there's a big difference between actually having done it and then just having been around it a lot yeah so when you go from you know abstraction to implementation you're going to get in a lot of trouble and art handlers are expected to do that kind of stuff all the time yeah and to a certain extent, that makes sense. I mean, artworks are unique and different every time. So coming up with like hanging solutions and things like that is one thing. But like, because we can all fig- kind of figure that out. Yeah, sure. Or a lot of the time, I mean, there's the stakes for that are pretty low. Like whether you put D rings on something or a cleat on something is like well, kind of neither here like, or there. What, but whether the a u- wall falls on you or yeah. not is a much bigger proposition. But you're also expected to do that. But also, like, what's the usual standard of like a cl- you know if it hangs for ten minutes, it'll hang forever, right? 
Yeah, that's what I usually say, but I don't know. I have enough experience to know that's also not true. No, so. but also like I like seeing those videos of people like hanging off of cleats. Like, yeah, if it if it holds a one eighty pound out of shape man, yeah, you're pretty good for sure. You're gonna be fine because like the object itself might weigh one hundred eighty pounds, but it's also still light for how much square footage it takes up. Right, right, right. Like you know, you do some like. You compute that however you need to, and you go, yeah, that sounds right. Like, it's not actual full downward force. No one's pulling on it. Well, and you well, go, something's resting on it. Right. Well, I think the problem is is that you don't comp- uh, computate that. You just Hope. jump up on there and hang on it, and you're like, well, it worked for me, so. It should be fine for a painting. You know, hopefully this, like, granite thing or whatever. Hopefully a million dollars uh, won't fall down. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Like, how do you hang marble? I don't fucking know. Also, how do you... I write, think, a, write articles about like the the terrors of art handling and also like write butthurt articles about like I felt offended at in the hyperallergic thing. Let let's work let's work our way up to so, this because oh, okay. that's a good avenue. Sorry, I wonder. Yeah, let's keep. I'm I'm laying it out like I'm <laughs> I'm proposing my thesis right now. Uh-huh. This is my abstract. Well, yeah, the the art handler article has been interesting because I don't know. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with it. Chances are nothing. Oh, it's, nothing, because everyone was like, we fear retribution. We will not be. Yeah, that, that was the most interesting angle and the ultimate uh, message of the people that they interviewed was that nobody can report this stuff because art communities are so small and insular uh-huh. that if you decide to take action against your employer for some If you call situation, OSHA, which you should. Oh, but nobody ever would. Are which you it is. Me? Retribution is illegal. You cannot do that if there's corrective action. Yeah, but the problem with that is is that like the people in charge... Um, Don't care about laws? Well, no. Mm-hmm. It, it, even if you were to take action against them, there's so much that they can do to you that won't hurt them. So like, even mm-hmm. though retribution is illegal, they will take retribution on you, and then you're out of job. And you're, any, out, you're out future jobs. Any future job because you ratted on them. And so while they might have to put up with some inspections or whatever or, you know, a certain amount in terms of fines, like you're never getting your job back either way. Because and they it'll be like care some, they care about OSHA standards. It's like you as employer should care about OSHA standards too. Well, in the end, they'll come out on top because they'll be OSHA certified and having cut that employee, like, what is a freelance art handler who's been wronged going to do? Are you going to spend $50,000 on a lawyer? You don't make that in two years mm. in a lot of cases. Yeah. So they know that there's nothing you can do. Yeah. I mean, this is the problem. So this is a problem with capital of, yeah. in general. Like, yeah. there's there's really no incentive for bosses to treat their employees fairly. Yeah. Um, and the art world is really really Heinous. egregious yeah. about mm-hmm. it yeah. yeah especially when it comes to their physical labor oh yeah you're just pack mules they they will pay um sales directors and office staff all day and psychologically abuse them in a lot of ways but um the physical abuse that art handlers take is which is weird level. because like physical abuse you can actually like catalog like i am destroyed because i was asked to do x you can't do that with the psychological abuse Right. Even if someone's like, uh, here's my bill for the therapy that I needed for the PTSD you fucking caused by endless breakdowns. They're like, no, you just couldn't handle it. Like, that that's just abstraction on abstraction. But, like, you have a doctor going like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. Right. And then OSHA people going like, no, you should never have done that. Why yeah, the fuck it- were you on that ladder? You should have been on a scissor lift. And they're like, well, we only had a ladder because we don't want to spend the money. Well, it's I like, mean- uh, what? You know, this is kind of neither here nor there, but if you want to talk about scissor lifts and stuff like that, like you're supposed to have certification to even operate a scissor lift, like by OSHA standards. You got that? No. Yeah, no, no one does. Um, Push a button, hope for the best. To be on scaffolding or to operate a scissor lift, like those are all separate OSHA classes that cost money, um, that take a lot of time to accomplish. And, you know, the art world doesn't respect that at all. 35 hours of OSHA training for scaffold work? Yeah, I believe I did a 35-hour and then a 60-hour or something like that. You did not do a 60-hour. I did, yeah. I worked for an artist for a long time, and I did th- I did those courses multiple times because oh, you have yeah. to do certain ones for certain work sites, certain ones for other work sites. Mm, got it. Um, I did ones that, you know, because there's separate distinctions for supported scaffolding and suspended scaffolding and all these different ins and outs. Never got on supported scaffold. No, I ever do that. 
Well, supported scaffolding just means regular. That's standard oh, scaffolding. Really? That's oh. the ones with the legs on it. Mm. Suspended scaffolding is like what window washers yeah, use. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. That's the one that I'm telling you never do. Yeah, but anyway, like, y- you know, when I worked for this artist and had to get those certifications, it was only because we were working alongside construction companies that because they're unionized, take these things really seriously. Also, but, you're working, you were doing that work for an institution. That right. Was like, we will not get sued. It was on their behalf. It wasn't. They paid for it. You better believe if it was up to this artist gallery, they never would have They'd paid be like, no, they're fine. Yeah. And that, well, and what was interesting about the art handling thing in Hyperallergic was like they were covering mostly people in museums, and I was kind of surprised the the degree to which the museum people were, were abused. Also local museums where again, like yeah. the finances of those are so much lighter than a commercial gallery, where you're just like, That's oh, your true. whole budget is cute. Uh, I mean, I want to say a name, but I can't. Do you want to bleep? Sure, go ahead. Like, if one would ask, like to do something in a museum right they, they would actually be like yeah no fuck it we do this all the time and then be like the museum would be like no 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 we need to actually like uh you're too expensive for us no they well not that they're too expensive but they wouldn't let them do it because that that particular contractor that, that you just yeah. mentioned like the reason that all the galleries use them is because they don't deal with permits and they go completely they fucking rogue. Yeah. They go completely below the line. That's why they are so valuable as an asset to commercial galleries. It's they're not good the and they're cheap. Yeah, they're they're good and cheap, but they're also illegal completely. Uh, probably. They, no, I know that they are. I mean, I can't get into mm. it on the podcast. Yeah, no, I can no. tell you later, but like, there's specific instances that. Um, oh, you watched? I've and been like, involved. Cool. Well, no, not not instances like that. Not like um moments that happened but like backroom negotiations where like they'll turn down jobs if it gets too complicated like if the city needs to get involved with what they're They're doing they don't take that job which is why they don't work for museums got it well museums also have people for sometimes museums have wall building teams but what museums do because they are institutions with huge endowments and like a lot at stake is they actually do go through the osha permitting process most of their labor is unionized i'm talking in terms of new york yeah yeah, because they also cannot afford a lawsuit a gallery they can afford it but they do not want it i mean look at look at what happens with their reputation as far as their board members go, as we discussed on a past episode, like they don't want negative attention. They're very illustrative, very above board board members, but th- no one wants a stank on themselves. Right. Like that's the thing. You don't, you, you don't deal with like grimy contractors because you don't want to be associated with. Well, them. the art world after all is about aesthetics, right? Like yeah. they're more concerned about controversy because it will make them look bad, mm-hmm. not because they care about their labor. Yeah, of course. Um, so caring about their labor this is museums I'm talking about, is just a side effect of not wanting to have a PR fiasco. Um, but commercial galleries don't have this problem at all yeah, because it. nobody pays attention no. to them. So they both abuse their labor completely. I, mm, you might have to edit this part out. Well, they do. I mean, I, I don't, Wait, I don't no, think no, that's a controversial statement. No, I mean, you might have to edit out what I'm, I'm about to say just for my own sake well then don't say it because it's hard to edit the conversation <sighs> so there's a natural flow to them okay we'll talk Save about it for later, later. It's, yeah. that was my phone falling off of the desk it was not even vibrating so it's clearly not level and striking a guitar that i don't play <laughs> should i hawk those yeah definitely if you but don't I'd if like, you're not going to play them as a like object i think this one's nice the other one's a piece of shit i can just throw in the trash yeah, well, whatever. I don't know. I don't have any stake in the guitars, man. They've been sitting in a corner the as long as I've known The only person who plays them you. is Trevor. Yeah. Um, he's probably tuned them a couple times. Trevor and Jim have tuned them for me. Oh, nice. I didn't I'm know like, Jim thanks. picked it up. I don't remember yeah, that. I don't remember either because I definitely left him on our couch and went and got some D. Okay. Um, anyway. Nice. This is bad content and maybe a good place to stop because I'm worried that the recorder batteries are going to die. Excuse? Yeah. Do, I should, we, should we take a break? I forgot to change it. Should we, we break it and then come we back? We should take a break back? and then read. Okay.
that there's somebody listening to the conversation and uh, try to imagine that it needs to make sense to them when you speak. No, that doesn't work. Okay. Um, well, no, it has to work for you. We were doing so good. We had a good 20. We did. We, yeah. we had a good first 25 so, minutes. Don't fuck it up. It was only 25 minutes. Um, so, I don't know. Where where do you want to go with this? Like, I, I think, like, we were confused. Or I think, like, anyone who read those hyper allergic things was like, oh, this really centers around New Orleans a lot, right? Like, these Southerners don't have, like, labor laws. Like, I don't understand. Well, it did seem to have this weird angle to it where they were trying to take down well they they were trying to take down a republican state kind of they were mm. focusing a lot on new orleans and trying ah. to make it seem like oh there's bad labor laws in this state therefore this <gasps> happens Ooh, didn't think about didn't, that didn't didn't it seem like that was kind of the vibe no, of didn't it though think about that but okay now i'm tracking it, yeah it, it tracks, seemed yeah. it seemed to have this weird angle to it where they were focusing on these provincial art handlers and saying like oh the labor practices in these places makes it so oh. this can happen but that kind of shit happens in new york all the fucking time and they should have profiled some um manhattan commercial galleries because you would have gotten similar if not worse horror stories oh yeah. but it but it seemed like a lie similar worse worse yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like a lie of omission in a sense because they don't want to take down their own clientele well you know the thing about hyperallergic right go ahead in terms of advertising yeah so if you ever have scrolled a hyperallergic if you're 23 and somehow listening to this, um, you see a lot of ads for um, MFA programs that cost a lot of money. Uh, you also see ads for galleries that paid a pittance, really, right? compared to what an ad in art form costs still for some reason. Hyperallergic's whole point is not necessarily to take down any gallery unless it's an institution because the institutions do not advertise with them. Well, and not only that, they have no incentive at all to really approach the problem in the commercial centers of art because they rely on that to Because exist. their editors also really want to show at those galleries. Um, anyway. Well, but it, but aside from like their own personal motivation, they have the same problem that any media has, which is well, they, they basically are indebted to corporatism. Can we call to, it the Fox News of the art world? You know, it's more like the MSNBC, Yeah, I that sounds say. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, or CNBC. Whatever it doesn't it doesn't matter what it is, but like I, what I was trying to say was that it, it's interesting that they were just focusing on these out of the way places and saying like, isn't it horrible because in Louisiana people don't have the same protections, but like in New York you also you don't have, have the less. same protections. Yeah. You may have less um, because the power is centered here and can um, insulate itself from any type of inspection or. It's all very like this. Maybe a problem that I have with it is like. We're throwing this problem abroad in the art world. I'm like, no. I mean, most of this happens here on a much grander scale. Well, yeah. It, it was interesting to me that they would more or less only profile people in institutions when they have the best protections in some ways. Like, even the freelancers, this is maybe only true in New York. I'm not sure about these provincial places, but... In New York, even the freelancers at museums are covered by the union. So if there's an incident like a falling wall or something, like you have a lawyer that's paid for. Whether you're freelance, whether you're full-time, whether you're part-time, whatever. If you think a wall would ever fall at the Met. Well, no, it would, and I'm sure that it does. Mm. Um, but this is handled by like institutional labor practices that are above board. Um, what they should have covered is commercial galleries that are far and away the biggest abusers of their art handlers and their labor in general well, um, because they're the ones that are doing it for profit. So uh, even though they're taking down these museums in New Orleans or whatever that, you know, I'm sure they've had some run-ins and New and Louisiana's labor practices don't help. Um, but museums of all places are at least like public establishments by and large. And I think it's debatable, but you could even say that like they're doing a service in some way as nonprofits. They're like for the public good, well, whether they're in New Orleans or Iowa City or Cleveland, Ohio or New York. Like that's what they're doing. But commercial galleries are driven for profit. Um, they're trying to get surplus value out of their labor and they're going to do it any way that they can. They're the biggest abusers of art handlers in the world, of all of their employees in the world. 
Um, I was gonna say, don't so, just limit it to our handlers. I mean, eight. so to not so to not cover that seems to really dodge the entire issue to me, which is that oh, the yeah. the profit that's driven by the art industry is what causes these abuses of labor. It's the institutions will have their own problems. They will occasionally make mistakes well, and have accidents, but galleries do this all the time, and they do it on purpose well, and here's, flagrantly. Here's the thing: How do you get to a museum job? What do you do? What's the train? Right. The only way to get into an institution is to work commercially first. Uh-huh. Yeah. And can you shake the residue of that, of the harder, faster, longer, whatever, when you get to a safe space where it's like, no, we don't have to do that. We can put our shit down at five o'clock because the union's got our back. Right. Like, And you're like, no, but we need to do this because like, a curator or someone head of the head preparator is like, no, we got to do this. It's like, no, we don't. And even the head prayer is like, yeah, we actually don't. So fuck them. No, yeah. I mean, what... we have two years to figure this out. Right. Well, they have years to plan their exhibitions. They have at least a month in most cases to install them, if not longer. Um, two. Galleries sometimes have three days. For museum scale exhibitions, they might have two weeks. I mean, that one show at um, Matthew Marks, that one, like, surrealism show do you remember this like, yes three fucking months yeah because they built endless walls all of that shit was historic like it was bon- this was 20 i would say maybe 14 or something uh, 15. 2013 2014 yeah that gallery was shut down may they were like fuck it no summer show we well, have to build um, endless walls i don't know anybody that works there personally but yeah. they do get long install periods there every time I mean, as far as yeah. I can tell from the outside, Matthew Marks treats um, their staff, at least in this sense, pretty well. Well, it's not about necessarily treating the staff well. It's about treating the objects well. We're going to take the time to make sure that this is presented in the most perfect way. And if that means taking more time to build the walls and figure out what goes on, so be it. Right. Like, we'll change everything to make the work look the best. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it. I also just think that they understand as business people that the exhibition that's in your space is just a loss leader for what you're selling in the back rooms anyway. Oh, yeah. So why rush your staff? Um, why turn this around so quickly? I will never understand that about most it's commercial a galleries. payoff, yeah. Um, your show is not really what's making you money. No. Um, so why basically injure people and exploit them like destroy bodies to get this result yeah Yeah. i mean it's no different than like again i don't know if we talked about in the pod but like you know is the slave labor in abu dhabi guggenheim any different it's like i don't know like you're paying them more but they're still living in new york where everything costs a shitload more right but you're breaking people you can't break people that's not ethical well, the the whole the whole gripe I was getting at originally is like, you know, I guess it's good that hyperallergic profiles something like this, but I don't think that anything will come of it because if they were truly trying to have any journalistic integrity, which is hilarious to say about hyperallergic, because if they had any, um, you know, journalistic spirit at all, they would have done an actual expose, and maybe the art handlers would be anonymous or whatever, and they would have named names, and they would have called galleries out, and you would maybe get some effective change with your labor practices, but, but like, who they is, don't care. Who, I mean, like, part It's a of, cynical and virtue-signaling gesture. Part of me is like, oh, yeah, good, like, good to call attention to it, but it's also like, we all been done new. If you live in New York, you... Or if you're an art person, art adjacent person in New York, you know this shit already. What the fuck is this? We we just kind of like go, huh? It's cute that you had this museum job and like whatever. Like, like no one. It's kind of like, huh? Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, we've done worse. Well, you know, there was a Jerry Gagosian post like oh boy. a day later or two days later, um, that was like, you know, something to the effect of like. Oh, when my art handler handles my totally oh, irrational crying, vision yeah. at two in the morning, and it was and it was this gif of like um, two people yeah. crying and hugging, and it's like the best comment that I saw on that was somebody like, "Yeah, well, you never hug the help." No, <laughs> um, true. And for the listeners, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure you all follow Jerry Gagosian and are very aware of this, but like the word on the street is that that is a art um, dealer or a director at a gallery, and so like West Coast. Yeah, but so to hear 
you know, to get a post like that two days later after this hyperallergic thing is this very obvious ploy of like, oh, I love my art handlers. We all treat them so well. But even within that post, it was this admission of like, I completely abuse them and then like pretend to like them later. But the galling part is... You always like people who do whatever you want for you. Of course. And Duh. everybody knows that you don't thank them anyway. No, fuck no. You maybe buy them a bottle of wine. Like, you maybe invite them to the dinner so they can get hammered because they are in pain. I will tell you from experience, they don't even get invited to the dinner. Uh, yes, I know. So, um, so like, y- you know, hey, Jerry Gagosian, if you're listening, fuck you. M- more and more, I've started to hate that account because I don't like the celebration of... Of abuse. Of the over-the-top... Even the, like... Yeah. The the um what's it called? Uh the Olsen twins memes of like the interns. I'm like, Yeah, you shouldn't have unpaid interns for fuck's sake. Right. Who should be unpaid? You are you're making them work for credit for credit for what? Like I don't know, like I worked on you know, for I was an intern at the Cleveland Clinic, but that just meant I paid for school credits and all I got to do was sit around and dick around on the internet all day. It was sweet. I got to know people who bought stuff and write labels about stuff that was very expensive. Right. And that was fun. Cause you know what? I was like, I don't care. Like, Oh, you, you bought me lunch. Great. I don't give a shit. They're like, we don't give a shit either. You getting credit. I'm like, I don't know. I'm paying for it. They're like, yeah, fuck it. You get an A. I'm like, great. I don't have to be at school. Yeah. Well, like we all know that unpaid internships are garbage. garbage I mean, that, that's yeah. fucking bullshit. But like, what I'm starting to resent about the whole culture around, um, I don't know, that account in particular mm. is just like the hyper vapidity and the and the constant joke that like exploitation is fun and cool because and that's what we all put it up with. It should be cute. It's yeah. bad. Like yeah. um, the legitimately funny part of that account is like making fun of people's styles or whatever or collectors yeah like and, that's fun and like, i think collectors kind of deserve it i mean it's whatever like rich fail children like they can take a lick but like when the employees are the ones that are getting made fun of no and then the no. employees yeah. are the ones that are getting like oh we actually love you even though we abuse you it's like suck it capitalist like you're gonna get guillotined when push comes to shove you don't watch drag race so that you wouldn't get the whole idea of you don't love me no, I, um, Should we talk about something more fun? I feel like yeah. we've gotten all the meat off that bone. I mean, that bone, uh, that bone is probably getting. It was. It clean. wasn't. It was an interesting series. I read it as I'm sure everybody did, and I thought about it. But it. But it. But it sucks. It's like so many. Like so many things in our world right now. It's one of those things that I read, and I was like, Yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with this, and this will change nothing. I. I just kind of read it once, like, oh, yes, and. It's also because the brokers involved and the clientele involved are the elite. They are actually the oligarchs. They have no incentive at all to regulate the industry that helps them hide a lot of their money. Um, but we should get off this. Yeah, you, we should get you, off had, this. you had fun things to talk about. I have a couple of fun things Did to talk I, about, too. Oh, uh, What was the fun thing? RC Cola. Oh, yeah. I, I woke up and saw this like meme of like um, like off-brand sodas, and I was really hungover. So one of them looked like RC Cola and there was like a called like not vanilla soda. What's it called? Cream soda. Yeah. God, cream soda fucking rules. And I was like, I want an RC because it was like off brand. I was like, and my brain just went RC. I was like, yeah, I want that. And then I went on a deep dive about RC Cola. Their history is very wild. Like they were, they invented diet, right? Which as a graphic design person, Oh, do you really? remember the purple dots on the off-white background? I do remember that. They invented that, but the chemical that they used probably caused cancer. Ooh. Well, no, it caused cancer in mice if you pumped it up times a thousand. So, but in the back yeah, but you better believe that like some obese Americans that think diet right is going to help them lose weight are drinking it times a thousand. Well, it was like that was you know um, diet right was before patio. Which, if you watch Mad Men, Patio is real. It wasn't fake. Pa- patio was Diet Pepsi before diet it was Pepsi called before that. Diet Pepsi before Diet Pepsi. And before Diet... Like, it, it was the first diet drink. So it was right. like that brought ro- Royal Crown up into the stratosphere. Um, but there was this chemical in it that, like, I think probably Coke. Well, it sounds like it's the precursor to aspartame. That's what's it in all the diet things yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, but it was, it was like some yeah. carcinogenic No, it was carcinogenic aspartame. if you, like... You would have to consume like 300 liters of it a day 
in order for you to get like pancreatic cancer like but that was during the time where like you know if you were coke you could be like well we paid for this study and we like really jacked up the things and then released it like you know and our royal crown didn't have like an advertising budget like so it's a full kind of like they lost the ad war because they didn't spend money on advertising but coke oh, had interesting. a okay. fucking war chest so they were like fuck this shut it down so that's why we only have coke and pepsi and there's no third like royal crown was set to take over or be at least third in a good way not bronze all the way down right did do you know did they not have an ad budget at all or did they just gamble that that was not the way no the there was a person who took over the company like their ceo essentially like in our terms now was like no we don't need an advertising budget and it's like you dumb dumb right just totally didn't understand which way the wind was blowing yeah, yeah. um but yeah uh diet right was like the first real diet soda and that was during the 40s and 50s where it was like, you can have soda and be skinny. Right. Be a housewife. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, I just remember, even in my youth, like the Diet Right label or whatever around a two liter, it was this beautiful off-white with this magenta purple that is fixed in my brain. And Well, um, on the last episode, I mentioned that I watched the end of the tour, that David Foster Wallace movie. Um, there's a scene in that movie where they're at a diner and uh, he and the other character order diet right. And I thought that that was purely a generic thing so that they didn't have to mention no nope. brand name. That's a brand. But as we were having this conversation, I also remember from my youth the yeah. the bottles that you're describing or the cans that you're describing and like diet right. Yeah, of course. Because like Mr. Pibb was Dr. Pepper ish. Right. Also purple and white, oddly. Um, but uh, no, I just saw this meme of like off-brand cola and was like, I do want that. But like originally, like the first tamping down of the RC cola was like, you can't use cola. Like Coca-Cola sued them. was like, you can't say cola. Because whoever was running Coca-Cola was like, fuck this. We're going to run the world. We're on cocaine. Everybody bl- fuck off. Yeah. So they sued them and it held until it was uh reversed and they're like cola is just what you people make it's, it's a genre soda. yeah it's, it's not, not a, it's not a trademark it's not IP. thing yeah right. like yeah um so they won that and then got to do like it's it's a very interesting story which i like it was a great wormhole to go down you know and i ha- i haven't seen rc cola in years i mean i think the it la- exists in the midwest it does not exist on the east coast okay but it, it's a southern thing well what i was going to say is what i think would impact this in our contemporary situation is that now off brand sodas in general have probably been taken over by like trader joe's yeah by amazon via whole foods like yeah. all of these um mega distributors whether it's walmart or you know whatever um chain grocers they have their own brands yeah so people don't even think if they don't want pepsi or coca-cola they don't even think to go for a third brand it's just the store brand yeah everything has been usurped by the generic i mean do we have that here no i mean i'm gonna buy some like target brand soda no i'll buy some target brand seltzer all day long yes well, I bet they do have Target brand soda. It's just that you don't drink it. I don't even know if that exists. I don't even think they try. They're like, nah. Because also Coca-Cola and Pepsi, and like what was splayed out in this was like, that was the start of buying shelf space. So if you think about like what's eye level and all that, like this is all stuff that, you know, if you know stuff about merchandising in the world, Johnson & Johnson pays for this, the shelf space that is eye level. Well, when I was an undergrad, like... um in my foundation design class, maybe it was second semester or something, but we took a trip to Target. Oh, um, that would have been with, a, okay. And yeah. did a project based on learning all of this information about like what different colors signify as far as their uh, exchange value, yeah. like uh, where things are placed on shelves. Like we walked around with a professor in Target to determine all of these that things. That was Julie's. Yeah. Um, I, I, I yeah. took a class on a field trip to Target. It was a fucking nightmare. I hated it. Well, it's a tough group to keep focused. I mean, if there's Star Wars toys down the aisle, I'm not listening to what you're saying anymore. Yeah, you're the one who bought underwear and then walked to a toy aisle and then had a mother look at you go, 
Oh boy. Yeah, I get lots of creepy looks from mothers <laughs> because I happen to be in aisles that lots of children are in. And I forget that I'm a 31-year-old man and that, <laughs> and that that's uh-huh. that's a yeah. very weird vibe to throw off to yeah. be like super interested in the Black Widow figurine and stand next to like a five-year-old. Um, no, keeping 18-year-olds even on track and target, they're like, oh, but this. I'm like, okay, but you're, you understand that you're being worked, you're being worked right now. They're like, what? I'm like, the reason why we're here is to show you that you're being worked. And they're like, no, but I want to buy this. I'm like. Why do you want to buy this shit? Think about it for... I'm going to be in the goddamn Starbucks. It's... Never mind. I'll be outside smoking. It's tough. You have to crack their consumerist edifice at the oh. same time that you're trying to like... Teach a fucking impossible. Yeah. No. I did it once and I was like, never again. We're not doing this. Again, I care a lot about mid-century advertising wars because they... You know, the sadness of advertising now is pop-ups pop-up shops yeah right i mean there's a friends pop-up on broadway right now friends the show yeah but like who is that advertising for I friends don't know. in syndication or as if that needs advertising they have a snaking like they have the line things the barricades the right. like outside stanchions. the store I'm like, stanchions outside the store i'm like who the f- you have to buy tickets to go buy stuff and then hang out in fake central perk Oh damn! That's what it was—a Central Perk. Pop, there, there pop was up. a Central Perk two years ago on Crosby, and apparently they thought it was like worthwhile enough to be like, okay, you have to walk through. You have to buy tickets to walk through our store and then hang out in fake Central Perk on Broadway. I'm like, uh, man, I don't know. Like, what is this world that we? Live I'm in? I'm familiar with that, but yeah, it's totally lost on me who that's attractive to. I I really don't understand. I think there's a certain subsect of people who love waiting in line like this is insane but like i do think that there are people who are like i'll either get to instagram it or i get to like say that i was there and i'm like you got to say that you were there for a commercial function why what does what value do you see in that like why are you wasting your sunday waiting in a fucking line well for a pop-up you dumbass i don't know the last time you've been to an amusement park as an adult Never. Um, but this was a few years ago. But what it made me realize is like, oh, wow. Yeah, you're mostly just waiting in line. This is why adults hate to do this with kids is that oh, yeah. you're spending all day waiting in line. But the anticipation for like a sugared up child is enough to keep you interested in mm, the mm-hmm. 60 seconds of satisfaction that you get. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the pop ups. Um, I guess it's just depressing that. I don't know, grown people are seeking this out on their own. There's a second museum of ice cream opening up on Broadway. What's with all these museums of blank? I tr- I saw an, a museum of illusions that just opened up by Excuse? the 8th um, Avenue stop on the L train. What? And basically all it is is like little foam core models of like MC Escher type things what? or like I don't know. You put on some fucking 3D glasses and walk into a room and the wallpaper this is, why, is 3D. Like, I don't know. This is it's why, just backdrops for Instagram. Is it's why it Kusama Infinity Rooms are just like fucking blockbuster shit shows. Because people are like, I get to take a picture of myself in this sweet, sweet background. It's like, how boring is your fucking life? Well, pretty boring. I mean, like... I've never gone to a, a, an Infinity Room. I have no impulse to do it. Well, I saw the Infinity Room that was in Pittsburgh at the Mattress Factory like a lot of times, and they are cool. They're great. But this was pre-smartphone. This was pre-Instagram, and I just enjoyed them. And there was no one around because it wasn't a phenomenon yet. Yes. So I saw them by myself like as an artwork. And you got to immerse yourself. They were great. And you didn't think about the world that you were broadcasting, that you were cool or privy yeah that's... no if any if anything it's this residue of like alternative culture where i thought i was cool because i knew about it and i yeah. could tell people about it later it wasn't that i needed to broadcast it mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of ironic bro- coming from a couple of wannabe podcasters hey with not very good ideas <laughs> we have talk decent about. ideas thank you uh we have barely passable ideas but apparently people will listen to anything this is a sidebar. There's a podcast about a podcast that I There's saw a lot of podcasts about podcasts. Which are you fucking... If you... 
There's a podcast about Red Scare. There's a podcast that comes Are out you every me? week that is I stopped listening to Red Scare. So did I. Yeah. Let's no, not really. Let's let's try something new, which is we did twenty five minutes and now we did thirty five minutes. So let's stop again. Oh, I thought we were gonna have segments. We should have one. I like listener mail, even though so it's something for me to be defensive about. I'm gonna cut all this out, don't worry. I'm not gonna complain on the podcast anymore. That's gonna be my new thing. <coughs> oh, yeah, no fingers are crossed. This is so strange. <coughs> um, but I think we should try and stop and then do thirty minutes. Fine, because I have to pee. Cool. Great. Wait, they don't love you like I love you. Wait, they don't love you like I love you. Wait, they don't love you like I love you. Wait, they don't love you like I love you. $12. Thank you. Mm. Alright, so how are we going to close this bitch out? Yeah, I wonder. How are we going to close this bitch out? <laughs> um, well, what do Labor you... is bad? Uh, yeah, oh jeez. Labor let's conditions not, let's are bad? Let's not get started again. I'm, that's the part I'm most We don't want to do that? Okay, fair. Yeah. Nobody likes it when we talk about serious things. I know. Why? I think they just want to hear it because we're stupid. That's why. Okay, so the amount of weird gross toenail stories that I ended up hearing on other podcasts that are very famous was wild the week after ours. I was like, we're in the zeitgeist, baby. No, I know. There is a strange podcast zeitgeist. I feel like that's happened before. We oh. made, Really early on, we made some reference to a movie or something, and then it came up on a bunch of podcasts I was listening to. Was it Contact? I, no. I don't know. Who knows? There really is such a thing as a zeitgeist. I mean, I think that's why podcasting is fun and good. I, I truly, like, I used to think I was like, this is some bullshit. The zeitgeist is garbage. Now I'm like, fuck it's real like we've talked about stuff people in my life we've had conversations i'm like oh my god we just talked about that ah! yeah, yeah. like i i don't know i feel like i maybe it's just the like weird sickness of living in this goddamn city where it's like we go through motions and we're like remember that thing and like everyone's just like thinking about the same thing because we're all fucking insane well and everybody's on the internet all the time like yeah i, I uh, think maybe, i think living but... in a cosmopolitan place in particular but pretty much anywhere now i mean if you're on the internet a lot like the eye of the hurricane is always right over i think house, it's not you know? even internet culture because like no it is no because like mm-mm. like some of the shit i'm like this is too specific i was talking about something with like with alex and Mikkel, and then like we're listening to a podcast that was recording recording the same night but hearing it on like on the three-day like production end i'm like the fuck so like multiple groups of friends were talking about the same shit are you insane like this cannot be real you know we've talked about like instagram algorithms and ads a million times on this podcast but like why why do you think that they can predict things so accurately i mean it is basically because you know society is an organism like humanity is like an ant hive like Yes. People are kind of talking about exactly the same things at all times. I would love if I listened to one of my podcasts and they're like, "We love cream soda," and I would, I would lose my shit. Uh, well, I, I would, I would be on the lookout over the course of the <sighs> week. I bet you will hear about it. I know, and I'll yeah. fucking be annoyed. I was at a talk once. Let's break this down. I was at a talk once um, in Cleveland with one of the former curators of the new museum who is now at the drawing center, figure it out, listener. Uh-huh. You can figure it out. There's a I know who you're talking about, yeah. Laura. Okay, or you could have let them figure it out. Fuck it, Laura Hoffman. <laughs> and I asked a question because I was a pretentious youth. I was like, what is this about? Like, do you really believe in zeitgeist? Is this real? She's like, there's many zeitgeists. I'm like, that's a cop out, you fucking bitch. You know, that. you know that you don't have an answer for that, so you're just saying this to placate a dumb... Well, youth. And then now I'm like, no, there's only one. There's, there there's is not, only one. There's yeah. not multiple. This is bullshit. You, like, you were bullshitting and cover your ass. 
uh, you said many zeitgeist for art stuff, but like culturally, we're all thinking about the same shit because we all like this was pre-algorithm life. Like we're now in that. Like we're what you were saying before. It's like the algorithm is playing us like fucking fiddles. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, y- you are under complete corporate control. Like, no matter how much of a free thinker you think you are or you might want to be. Think that you're like, oh, this is a new idea. It's like, no. No. Yeah. Remember, people don't like us talking about real truths. That's true. I know. But I don't care. Fuck it. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. I don't care. It's our podcast, not yours. Nobody listens this far anyway. I'm convinced of that. I doubt that. I don't know. Those, Those 180 people have to drop off now. Oh yeah, way before mm, now. Mm-hmm. Well, take your subscriptions and your likes. Um. Anyway, um, what have I been up to? Not much. Yeah. I've been so depressed you've been, this you've week. You've been hiding in your room all week. What's yeah. that about? And not doing the dishes. I have a complaint. No, I, I have a grape. Hang on. I have a grape. I'm not gonna Finally. let. I'm not gonna let you complain about that because I did the dishes a lot this week. It's just that we both no, you make didn't. a lot of. Yes, I no, did. I did a lot of your dishes, dude. I do the dishes every day. Every single day I do them at least mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. So if there were still dishes in the sink, it's, yeah. you know, I didn't do them twice. No, I d- So all you're noticing is me not doing them the second or the third time. Mm. Unsure. Don't start with me about that. That's really not the issue here. Mm. No. Mm. Mm. I did them. You did, did them did. more than you're used to doing them. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Yeah, but I was very sad. Because I had no dishes. That should just be an indication that, you know... Your life is hard? Yeah, my life is hard too, man. I'm busy and I'm stressful. You know, I'm stressed out as well. And like... Oh, I meant you. Like, your your life is hard, not my life is hard. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yes, my life is hard. And I'm sometimes stressed out. And I don't feel like doing the dishes multiple times a day. But usually I do. So if you're noticing them at all, it means I didn't do them for the second time. Not that I didn't do them in general. Um, I don't think we should talk about doing the dishes. Well, I had to do them more than I expected to do them, so I was very inconvenienced. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really what the I problem went, is. What? I have to do this again? I already did these. I don't, God damn it. I don't gripe at you on the podcast. I just make fun of you. But I but I No, ha- you've you, no, there I've had grievances there have with grievances you. Grievances have been aired. If you're talking about the fucking like problem with the sink, I mean that is Talk about not doing the dishes. I mean, neglecting a serious plumbing problem for over a week because you don't know who to call or you just don't want to or you have too much shame about it or you thought you fixed it but you didn't fix it. Oh, sorry. Call back. Let me just call this back. I found $20 on the street again. I'm up to $70 found on the New York streets. Man, what is it with you people that find money on the street all the time? You found $80 at the Met. That, a, that happened to me. Fun. That happened to me once in ten years. Yeah, but. no, that was fun. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy- there's certain people though that find money all the time. I was walking down Spring Street outside of the Chipotle, and there was a twenty on the ground, and I went match. And this lady who was leaving Chipotle went, "Oh, you got to it before me, like or before I did." Sorry, that was drunk speaking. You got to it before I did. I was like, if I had changed, I'd split it with you, bitch. And then I just kept walking. I was like, <laughs> this is my lunch money. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that compounded on, to- on top of the uh, $50 in Home Depot. I'm like, I'm up to 70 The joy of the $80 you found at the Met, like, we just, like. Well, that was enough money that you could have, like, a nice night with $80. Oh, we went to Mermaid, and you're like. Yeah, I was very generous with my eighty dollars. By it's your, I I literally pointed and went. It doesn't matter. You're like the bitch at Chipotle right behind you. I got there first, motherfucker. We were walking at the same. If I had change, I would have split it with you. Is what you said to her. But what I did in this case was actually spend it on both of us for a nice meal. So by my count, listener, you owe me forty dollars. Yeah, we. Also, bang bang that, so that's not really fair. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> there was a lot of like, there was a lot of like, are we gonna go have a nice meal? It's like, yeah. Are we also still hungry? Yeah. 
Yeah, hell yeah. Let's go fuck up everything right now. But what what I will say, much to your credit, is that um you picked the place and it was an amazing pick. I never would have known about it. it was I never a free would have gone. There. It like, was it yeah. was like, oh, we got free money. Let's go have a free meal right now. Yep. Like obviously we want oysters and a cocktail. Some Duh. Spaniard dropped eighty dollars that they otherwise would have spent on like a pair of shorts at J. Crew. Fuck them. That's a pair of pants. Um. I mean, I don't know. Finding money in museums is fun. Finding m- money on the ground is fun. Yeah, but that only that doesn't happen to me. Really? It happened to me that one time. I never Ever? find money on the ground. I found lottery tickets that had money on them. What? Yeah. But there's lottery tickets scattered all over New York City. How do you know that it's a winner? I didn't. It was just like out there. Like it was pure serend- serend- serendipity. And I just picked it up and went, huh, that's $5. Then I took it to a bodega, and it was $5. And I was like, give me. Well, that's great, but why did you pick up a lottery ticket on the ground? I mean, lottery tickets are usually on the ground because they're losers. Don't know what inspired, like, I don't know. It's funny that you mentioned this because I've been taking pictures of lottery tickets on the ground lately. Bitch, have you picked them up? No. Um, the fuck is- I don't know. I thought it would be an interesting photo set or something. I don't have, like, a definitive idea of what this will become mm-hmm. but i've been taking pictures of lottery tickets on the ground because they're everywhere yeah they're everywhere but sometimes you see uh i just it looked like some it fell out of someone's pocket see this is the thing you're in touch with something larger like you just knew intuitively that that was a winner things like glow on, like it's like an rpg where things glow on the ground and i just go ah you yes. pick this up and i go take five dollars please thank you like right yeah like i've had that happen and i'm like hello i would oh, like to cash see? this in they're like this is a winner i'm like i knew also wow. also my dad is a gambler so i know which ones win um yeah but this is interesting you can only know that by some six six sense like genetic uh, well if the barcode scratch yeah if the barcode is scratched off they've prepped it to go to the store to get the money Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, because my dad used to scratch off like the codes and not even do the full like game. Wow, and then he would just take them to the store and get them all scanned and just find out which yeah. ones. He wouldn't even play the game. Oh, wow, that's serious gambling hi, addiction. Hi, have you heard of White Trash? Hi. Dude, my fucking family is from Las Vegas. My grandma. <laughs> <laughs> well... One of the last times I ever saw her, I drove home from a bar super drunk where we both played uh, Kino on flat panel display screens. Oh, I know what Kino is, yeah. Inset into the bar. Inset in the bar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This happens at local bars in Las Vegas. So I played. They weren't even like the tabletop. No. Oh. I played Kino with my grandma on screens inset into a bar until she got so drunk she couldn't walk. And she said, why don't you just drive home? And I was so drunk I shouldn't have driven. But, I mean, it's my grandma. What am I going to do? This is the second This is a recurring theme in your life. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you have a smartphone. Uber that shit. No, Asshole. this was pre-Uber. Oh, yeah. Actually. Sense, yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of my fondest memories of my grandmother. So don't talk oh, to boy. me about white trash. Ooh, I mean, we could go down. And she do- also had a carton of Winston's in her driver's side door, which I indulged in the entire <laughs> way home. You better believe it. God, I mean, yeah. If you uh, no, there's a lot. No, this is too. Uh, there's a wormhole. Well, let's go. We got to fill ten more minutes. So no, it's too depressing. Go, go for it. I call edits on this preemptively. Just saying. Um, I may not respect them, but you better. I will kill you in your sleep. Well, don't say it if you if um, you if you really don't want it on the podcast. Don't say it right now. I just if, think... if you're willing to have it on the podcast, figure out how to tell. Well, it. no, my dad used to like. Um, well, me and my mom went to get him out of this like weird lowbrow like backdoor gambling thing because he got paid at work and then cashed his check and then spent it all playing video poker. Yeah. So me and my mom went to this weird house bar, which do exist in Ohio, where it's like a bar on the front level, and then it's like shady shit happens in the back. Well, I'm familiar with this. I used yeah. to play darts in the back. Yeah, we we kicked the door down, and you know when you have a child as a prop to be like, "Daddy, come home." Um, just get them out. Um, but not because I remember that took a 
two hours. But my dad, we used to go like do scratch offs in a convenience store parking lot and drink beer in his truck. Was this when you were of age or not? Like 14, uh, 10 to 14. Wow. Um, and then he'd like just drive home. I'm like, uh, what? Um, but like, was this in a dairy mart? Parking no, a convenience with the little yellow C's. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, the, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, do scratch offs and then like drink tall cans and then pee behind the convenience. Or I'm like, which, you know, as an adult now, I'm like, oh, God. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Like, oh. Yeah. Hello, darkness, my yellow friend. Uh, yeah. I've come um, behind the convenience store again. Yeah. The lottery ticket softly scratching. I also wasn't you in know, my truck. I am sleeping. I also wasn't oh, coaching no. the high school I that I went to. To boys. work. Oh yeah. I'm a jerk. I feel like we shouldn't edit that out. It's pretty good. What difference does it make? Your yeah. parents don't listen to this, know, and barely anybody listens to this anyway. I so. know, but I'm slandering my family. You're not slandering them. You didn't lie. True. All true. Hmm. Look, dude, I told a story about me driving my dad home drunk not 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like three weeks ago. And it's total, It's totally fine. Fair, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, future guest of the pod. You're a host of the podcast. You future neither- guest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, this is a good I... way to close it. Let's tease that. Yeah. Um, we got a weird schedule coming up, you guys. What question do you have for Camper's dad? Right. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Call in. My dad that call in. does not know that I do this podcast oh, is going to be on this podcast, and he's a lot of fun. I think he'll be a good guest, actually. What questions do you want me to ask that you want to ask? Because Ron will tell us all. Yeah. Um. I think I think he'll be a lot of fun. But um. Ron's gonna be so pissed we broke the coffee maker. No, 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 no. He's not gonna be pissed. At all. He won't even know. He'll be really, no, he will know. He will exactly notice, and he'll be very excited that there's a new one there, and he'll want to know the story He's going to program it, and I'm pissed. Yeah, he'll make it say the right time, yeah. It says the right time. Oh, okay, then he'll have nothing to do. No, he's going to program it for like 5.30 in the morning, and I'll smell coffee, and I'll be like, what the fuck? That's true. He will do that. Um, But anyway, yeah, yeah, my dad's going to be a guest on the podcast in the next couple of weeks, and then in the weeks following that, we're gonna have a weird schedule coming up, but we're uh I'm excited to tease Your it. Your favorite boys are going west. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of Green and Lewis West episodes. I think that's gonna be really exciting. Um, oh, will it? Yeah, I think or it's gonna it be, be good. Tragic? No, because nobody likes it when we do it ourselves, and based on tonight, I understand why. So oh, God damn it. I get to get one complaint in there at the end. Do you have any if you wanna be a guest, write in. No, we have plenty of people that we could have yeah we can ask people but like if you want to be no no i no i'm not open to that if you listen to this podcast for whatever reason which is insane why are you're not allowed to be on it no don't denigrate our valuable listeners no listen listeners we don't don't pay us we don't do this for you if you want to hear more about our uh childhood trauma um please uh click and listen and subscribe on wherever you get podcasts and also follow the Instagram at green with some underscores and Lewis. I don't know. Throw an underscore in there. I don't even know what it is. Uh huh. I don't even think there are underscores. Are there? There are. Um. Well. Wow. Yeah. Episode eleven, and Will still hasn't figured this out. I don't know. I'm a manager of it. I don't. I don't fucking care. Classic ending. That's pretty good. I I I, I tap in and out of my profile and the uh, things. Okay. This is going to be a pain in the ass to edit. Uh. Green no and- complaining, you fucking... Green and Lewis, episode 11. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.